All right, everyone, welcome back. This is the Two Catholic Dudes podcast. We are at episode number nine. We are almost at double digits. I'm pretty stoked about that. My name is Ryan Klaus. My name is Danny Cleary. And as always, we are not priests. We are not theologians. We're just two Catholic dudes, and we're talking about our faith. And today we have another guest. Uh, we've been looking forward to this guest for a long time. Our our friend, my fellow youth minister, Gabe Rivera. Hey, what's How up, guys? You? Welcome. I'm good. Welcome in, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Three Catholic dudes for yeah, the day again. Now you got to change the title of the show. <laughs> three Catholic dudes. You're an honorary Catholic dude for the day. I love it. Um, yeah, we're so happy and honored to have you. It's such a blessing. So, yeah. Yeah, I think we were we spent a lot of time with you this summer because we were at your wedding. You just got married. Amen. Yeah, so, June eighth. Yeah. Woo-hoo. That was what? a good, that was, that a, was good. a beautiful Theater, wedding. Right? Yeah. I, oh man. Yeah, congratulations. I remember, uh, so Gabe is a youth minister at uh, OLA. Uh, right, Our Lady of the Assumption. In, in Ventura, in Ventura yeah. California. And his now wife is a youth minister as well. And they're like, they're both big deals in their parish. And so oh, right, when they, right when they got in, uh, the, the priest was like, guys, this is as close to a royal wedding as we're yeah. ever going to get. But yeah, it was a beautiful wedding. It, it was, was so, uh, it, you could just feel the the spirit moving in that in that sacrament it was it was awesome it was an awesome day amen uh, thanks for coming yeah, yeah thanks for the invite hope you guys had fun oh yeah it was one of the highlight of my summer I think yeah and then we spent a week with Gabe at a at a summer camp that we always do and we had some great great experiences there we're gonna share some of those with you guys today uh, and we've you know we've known Gabe for a number of years now so we we have a lot to talk about today. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but first, so we want to talk to all of our guests about this. Uh, we had a whole episode where we talked about the the wild and crazy things that have happened to us during Mass, and uh, so we want to ask you, Gabe, is there anything from any time you've ever been at Mass? I know you've been going to Mass for a long time. A long time, yeah. <laughs> so any time that you went to Mass where something out of the ordinary happened to you? You know, as we were talking about it uh, on our way over from uh, getting coffee, uh, I couldn't really think of anything, but I, there is one memory that I have. I, I used to altar serve as a as a boy, right, as a as a child, and I remember one instance. I was at St. Patrick's Cathedral in El Paso, Texas. Wow! And just serving at a mass, and I felt I, I must have gotten like hypoglycemic or something, where like I didn't have enough food or, or energy in the morning or something, because I started to like almost black out, like and I got really hot. And so I was like, "This, I'm gonna pass out here on the <laughs> altar, right?" And so I loosened the, what do we call it, the sinkter? Sinkter. We yeah. came up with. I'm right? not gonna comment on that. So it's not the, gonna, the, 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 the rope, rope. It's the, the rope, rope the that rope you tie around belt. your yeah. waist. Right? Let's just agree to call it the rope. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember it was it was ordinary time, so the rope was green. I remember that specifically. All right. But the, I loosened it because I felt like I was gonna pass out, and so here this rope is hanging almost to my knees or my ankles, and I'm just walking around the altar like a zombie because I felt like I was gonna pass out. And then did you pass out? I did out? not pass out. Oh, right. And then yeah, he, I because and I then took the action, I loosened the sinker. Right. And That's, so, go ahead. A note for all you altar servers: if you feel, feel like you're gonna pass out, just loosen that. Loosen the rope. <laughs> the rope. Loosen the rope. Well, loosen the rope. It's it's interesting. This is this is uh, just interesting. It was green rope. Yeah. Because on all the years that I altar served, we had it was two ropes that you had to tie like together, huh. and it was red and white. Oh wow! It was two separate red and white ropes, so they time. wouldn't change it. They wouldn't change it. Oh, yeah. there's another was, there's another podcast topic for the future. Yeah. Different different colors. traditions at different parishes. Yeah, you know? there you go. Because uh, there's no rule that says I guess you have to be yeah. have your sinkters colored for the season. Did your altar of a rope have a hood? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mine had a yeah. hood, but I always thought like I've never. Like, when would be the instance where I would wear this hood? Yeah, 
Like you're never ultra serving. I guess you could ultra serve outside in the rain, <laughs> but you don't want to cover your head during mass. Oh yeah. So you gotta, you gotta be ready for anything. The, the hood is reserved for those preparing to be monks. Oh okay. So yeah, so sense. Gabe's craziest story is that he almost passed out <laughs> in mass. That's that's. I mean, okay, but it's it's honestly a good segue into our topic today because uh, we've known Gabe for so many years and we've just noticed that his prayer life is so amazing. So he's so close uh, with God, so strong in his faith. And, you know, so the funniest thing that's ever happened to Matt that he could remember is him all, almost fainting. I think because he's always so focused and so locked <laughs> into what's happening at mass that he oh, can't be distracted. Oh, God, Nothing's going to distract him from what's happening uh, with our Eucharistic celebration. Yeah. Has it always been like that for you? Like, have you always, has, has mass always been like, uh, you've always known the, the magnitude of what was happening at mass? You know, I, I've definitely grown in that knowledge and, and, and that intimacy, mm-hmm. right. With, with the Eucharistic presence of our Lord. Um, but I, I would say, you know, from very from a very young age, I, I kind of did have that that sort of union, and and I credit that to my mom. You know, like I remember being in the pews as as a as a child, right, little, like four or five. Like I I can go back that far, and I have these memories. Um, you know, there was a a seminary by our home, uh, and as a kid growing up, my mom would would take us to to daily mass you know and i remember being a a kid in the pews and uh you know this is probably like i don't know if i should share this but i i have specific instances of where my mom would come back from communion and we would be in the pews and she would she would sneak me a piece of the eucharist and i hadn't made my first holy communion yet yet, you know wow and you're not technically supposed to do that right right um but that was super sacred for me and super special starting at that age. I, I kind of understood what was happening. Right. And I credit that I credit my love of the Eucharist today because of my mom's devotion to it. Right. Well, right? look, is, is that frowned upon? Yes. But it, she didn't come back and be like, Oh, Gabe, you want a snack? <laughs> Here right. you go. Yeah, you know? no, it was not about like she. Yeah, she yeah. knew the importance of it, right. of, of what it was, right, yeah. right. Yeah. And so she's setting a, a, a good example. And hey, look, yeah, again, if that's frowned upon, but look how it worked. And right. you're saying that you credit mostly to like you know your youngest memories to something like that. Yeah, it was her that's devotion, powerful. and then sharing, sharing the Eucharistic presence of our Lord with me. And and again, is that liturgically correct? Is it allowed? You know. But it, it instilled that foundation in you. So, you know? Yeah, and, and I, as because I, I don't even remember, like, when I would go to Mass as a kid, like, if I really understood. Even when I made my first communion, I don't think I understood. Right. Like, I think it was just, oh, I got to participate in this part now. Right. But it wasn't, I didn't really have the magnitude of understanding that that was, that, that the presence that, you know, soul and divinity of Jesus was right there right. in my hand. Right, 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 right. Right, because, you know, are we relying solely on CCD going to... to you know, uh, catechism class and learning about it there, or are, should the parents be setting the right example for the kids? Um, I mean, uh, it should be a combination of both, Sure. but a lot of parents, I think these days just send them off to CCD and they're like, and they don't even go to mass themselves. You know, what kind of example is that? So they, and you know, Gabe says like his, his biggest inspiration is his mom and, and the example that she was setting for you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Sure. 
Yeah, I think that it, it it's um, it's different for everyone and how they will connect and where they will. Because I, although I didn't understand at that point in my life, and my when I grew to understand, it really helped my faith a lot. When I finally did kind of understand, and then I was able to help other people to try to understand more. Yeah, you know? so, yeah. Right. I'll tell you what I. Um, for me, I, it's the same same as Gabe. Like, I didn't really get much from CCD making macaroni. Uh, Jesus, is on the paper, right? I don't really learn about my faith from making a little macaroni design of, of Jesus. But like, when I'm sitting in mass with my parents, and um, and my dad solemnly bows uh, right at the consecration at the at the moment, and and he and he. He does, he does these and he tells me what he's doing and he's saying that and he tells me the prayer he's saying like even though I'm you know seven six years old like that's powerful for me yeah and that was what resonated I think more than making macaroni Jesus yeah that modeling right they were modeling exactly yeah. what we're talking about and, right. and you know what that's it's so huge for you know as as ministers right, right. As we of work course. with young people yeah. and that's that's what we try and also not only instill in, in, in young people, but in their parents as well, right? That if, if you are not modeling um, the importance of the mass, right? Then your, your child, yeah. unfortunately, is going to grow up not having seen essentially your witness as a parent. Um, and and they, they'll just grow up not having that, that relationship because unfortunately parents haven't modeled it for them. Right. And, uh, you know, I would just in this moment, encourage parents, you know, who are, you know, who have young people like yeah. model it for your kids. Yes, you know? And and I, it's funny cause we talked about it a little bit on our mass podcast and, and I was saying, I, I always ask my confirmation class, I'll have everyone raise your hand if you've ever been bored in mass before. And then I'll be the first one to raise my hand, right? And everyone, I, my, the deacon at our parish will put his hand up, everything else, and then we'll go, well, you know, Mass isn't about you. You know, Mass is about we're there to worship. Worship. We're, we're, we're yeah. there to be, you know, to, and, and because God is so good, even though in that, in that holy mass that's all about him, he gives us the word and the Eucharist Amen. and community and all these incredible things. So, you know, it, I, I, I hope and, and pray that the, that, that parents will, will, Go to mass with your families and and make it a part of your your life because that's one thing I will always you know my parents mass was a big deal we did not miss mass if we were on vacation in Hawaii we found we where's where's found mass a church to found go a to. church to yeah. go to yeah. mass we went to mass we dressed nice for mass I had Sunday clothes that were only for Sunday because you had dad's like you're going to see Jesus so you better dress nice <laughs> you know put yeah. your collar on and let's go and yeah. so it was. Uh, it was always a big, a big part of my life. Yeah. Amen. So speaking of being a great example of your faith, that's why we brought Gabe on. You know, mm, uh, he learned God. it. He learned it from his from his mom, uh, and they set that tone for him. And now he's carried that on in beautiful fashion. And we noticed that from day one when we met him. We met him three, three or four years ago at camp. I, oh, I can't. I remember. Yeah. I I met Gabe at. Uh, we have. Uh, meetings where all the youth ministers from the area gather together, and I my, think that's my wife calls them the youth ministry play dates. <laughs> <laughs> that's, nice. that's basically what they are. Um, and I think we met at one of those when, when you first moved here. Mm, yeah. uh, I was at one of them, and uh, but like we really got to know you at the first camp. It's a middle school camp for uh, future leaders uh, in the summer for kids. Yeah, what camp? Big deal. It's yeah. called Camp Big yeah. Deal. It's in the Santa Barbara region, up here in uh, or down here in Southern California. Yeah. And so we we saw Gabe there. 
and you know we have we're not perfect human beings. We kind of have our little clicks, even on even on camps. And uh, so Dan, and Ryan and I are the worst about it of all the people at camp. <laughs> we're not exactly like mean, like, like mean girls or like mean boys, but uh, we're like, who's this guy? Yeah. Like, oh, who, does he, who does he think he is? But um, it it was like day one, and this camp, uh, it was a nightmare. This it was year. like a hundred and hundred and ten degrees, something like that. It was nuts. Um, oh, it was the really first hot when that we were summer. at when we were at that that Boy Scout camp, Rancho yeah, and it was so right. hot. First night, the kids couldn't even sleep in their dorms because it was so just just it was like humid, swampy, yeah. humid, and hot. So they were sleeping on their decks. And then the next morning, we were supposed to go outside and play uh, water games or like messy games. And, the, and there's no shade. There's just they're like baking in the sun, and these kids are spraying water on and, and doing all these crazy games and. Pretty much all the adult leaders are hanging in the shade and like, go team, you guys got this. <laughs> and uh, including me, Danny had to run around and fill up the water, yeah, water stuff. But like Gabe was in it constantly. He was like, guys, <laughs> come on. He's like, he's, he's getting wet with, he's pouring water he's, on them. He's from Texas. He's used to the yeah. heat. He's used to it. That's fine. Exactly. Uh, but we just saw that energy and the enthusiasm and you led uh, with, with such passion. And it was mm. apparent from day one. And we're like, even though when you showed up, we're like, who is this guy? And then all, and then we kind of changed to who oh, is wow. this yeah. guy <laughs> in a different way. And, and uh, uh, we, you know, Ryan, I, I, I love that you're being honest, right? That you're speaking to, to your humanity, right? That this stranger shows up and at first like your your human reaction was like all right who's this new guy right Mm -hmm. the new guy right because we all do that sometimes oh yeah right like if if somebody who shows up at at our workplace that's new or at our academic institution or in class or you name it right we have a tendency to, to to be shut off right um it's it's a way of protecting ourselves right um and so thanks for being honest about that. But And I appreciate that then you were open to getting to know who I really <laughs> Don't worry, was, bro. Don't worry, it was for a moment. We snipped, we, you snapped us out of it immediately, you know? Well, it, well it's funny that, that you that we talked about that because I, I was before that was even said I was going to say, because uh, that was the first. I, I had known him, but I had met Gabe before that. Um, and we're, the reason, and it's funny, the reason that we brought you on was because of, we were talking about your example of, of prayer and spirituality and things. And when, when you first came to the meetings, I am not, I've grown in my, my relationship with God, even as a youth minister. Like when I first got a job as a youth minister, it was more like, oh, this is, this is a fun job that I get to do. I right. didn't really have a, I didn't have a good relationship with, with the Lord. Right. And I remember when you, when you came, it was very apparent how in touch with, with God that you were like in your, and through your prayer, I think you led opening prayer that day and, and you did, and it was really uh, heartfelt and an honest prayer. And I remember going like, when so, most, it's a little over the top there, bud. And uh, <laughs> uh, like, I remember thinking that. Uh, and, and then as I got to know you, <laughs> and then as I got to know you more, I was like, no, I just needed to, I need to step my, my game up. I need Ooh. to step my relationship with God up, and, and you know, yeah. and Praise so God. it's yeah, funny it's like, that, we, that same thing. You when know? it's like lunch prayer or dinner prayer, most people are like, "Can you lead prayer?" They're like, "Great, bless us, O Lord." <laughs> and then Gabe comes with like this seven minute like <laughs> just oh tear tear jerk every time. We're like, "Okay," uh, but that's Gabe. That's Gabe, and it's amazing. So. Um, can we talk a little bit about what you do in your personal life to foster such a, a deep prayer life? What, you know, cause we see that tangibly in these retreats, in these camps, when we hang out with you just as a friend, but like you one-on-one with God, like how do you foster that, that relationship? Yeah, no, I mean, I, I think I've got to mention again that I'm not perfect either. Right. Like I, Amen. I can always be better 
uh, in increasing uh, my prayer life and in increasing my devotion and, and increasing that time spent in communicating with God, right? right because right. that's what prayer is, right? At, at, it's, it's at a basic level, it's having a dialogue with our creator, right? With God. And so that being said, thank you for, for the affirmations. Praise God for that. Right. Um, and, and that's what I would say is that first and foremost, it, it comes from my devotion to the Eucharist. Right. Um, I am madly in love with Jesus in Holy Communion. Right. And, uh, you know, as a minister, uh, we're at mass every week. Right. So we are receiving Christ in the Eucharist weekly. Um, I try and, and make it to mass daily. Sometimes <laughs> some weeks are better than others with regards to, you know, hitting that mark every day. But especially now that, that I'm married, my wife and I are, are really trying to increase our frequency of receiving awesome. uh, the Eucharist, you know, at daily mass. Again, some days are better than others, but we're, we're, we're trying to, to make that. So I would say like the catechism says, right, that, that we are making, uh, the Eucharist, right, our, our number one focus, right, that the Eucharist is the source and summit of our life, right? right? And so that feeds me, right? Christ feeds me Eucharistically. Um, secondly, I, I, at this point in my life, really try and be uh, aware of God's presence at all times, right? Um, not only at Mass, not only at the church, not only while I'm on the church campus, right? But even today, coming over, um, I was just thinking about the million and one things that I've got to do, right? Life. Of course, yeah. And feeling a little bit overwhelmed by that, driving over here this morning, and I said, you know what? Like, Jesus is right here with me. I mean, he's in me. He lives in me, eucharistically. But I've always, for some reason, like, I kind of try and, like, externalize him. It's like, hey, he's in the passenger seat with me as I'm driving down the road, you know, and I really try and live there that, Hey, God is here. Like, even if, even if my life feels overwhelming, even if I feel like I don't have time for X, Y, or Z, that it doesn't matter because God is here and he's with me and he's, he's in union with me and I'm in union with him. Right. It's not, uh, you know, it's not this, he's not this God who's, super far removed like he knows me intimately right uh it is not i but christ in me right saint paul says right um and so really trying and striving to work to live in that place right um morning prayer you know i think ryan you mentioned it that you you have a routine same thing you know our eyes open in the morning my wife and i and it's like hey thank you lord for a new day I offer a prayer of blessing over her. She does the same for me. We've gotten into the habit um, lately of uh, there's a, um, it's a litany, mm-hmm. uh, a litany of trust from St. Faustina, I believe. And we p- pray that in the morning, um, which is a beautiful prayer. So from our, uh, some uh, of our listeners that might not know what a litany is, it's kind of a repetitive prayer in nature right, right. So, yeah so like give us an example of like a little bit of it maybe i think yeah i think uh it's like um you know uh I'm, I, I'm blanking out on on the actual prayer itself but it's you know it, it references faustina's words jesus i trust in you yeah right so it's right. like right 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 you know for moments in my life when i'm concerned about the future 
Jesus I trust exactly, in. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Uh, Lord, when I'm living with regret from the past, Jesus I trust in. A lot in, of those right? prayers too, you can you can time it with your breath. You can like breathe in uh, between one phrase and then breathe out another right. phrase. And yeah, make it super meditative. It's really meditative. Yeah. yeah, and you can you can meditate on the words that you're saying right. and get yourself in a really great mindset. Right. To continue. Yeah, yeah. that's beautiful. So you know, making. Prayer, one of the first things that we do in the morning, I think is super important for, for us. It sets now. the tone, right? Yeah, you know? for your day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, another thing that, that I try and make a, a regular part of my, my prayer life or my interior life, if you will, is um, I have a scheduled holy hour every week, right, where I sit in front of the Blessed Sacrament. Yeah, that I, ju- I just started doing that recently. I, right. I, would, I, I take... Um, I cut my my lunch right where where I would take a break to go get food or something and I and I I shortened that so that I could spend thirty minutes just in the chapel at at the parish right. um, just to center myself and yeah. be you know remind myself that this is not just a nine to five office job but I'm doing God's work Amen you know yeah. so that's I I I just started that and it's it changed it changes a lot for me uh, just how I feel spiritually Amen. yeah I think you Eucharistic adoration can be so incredibly powerful and if you find an hour that's phenomenal if you can go in for five minutes you'll still get a lot out of it just make that time schedule it out and pop in and sit and just be with jesus right um and for a lot of the young kids who have experienced adoration in maybe a camp or a retreat or with like a youth group it might be a different kind of adoration than you've experienced because usually there's in these younger retreats and stuff there's music there's lights uh, not like dance lights and right. stuff but like mood lights and and there's an atmosphere that's set but right. you, you're like oh man that's the adoration that i want to go to and then you pop in and it's just like silence and right you, and that's 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 hard for young kids but uh and because again we talked about that kids um, are so inundated with technology and their phones and c- this constant bombardment of information that when they just sit in silence with the Lord, right. they don't know what to do. Yeah, silence is so important, yeah. yeah, right? Because of that, we live in a culture that is so noisy, yeah, mm-hmm. right? That right. It's, sometimes it's hard to, like we, we're talking about prayer being a dialogue, right? And if you've got the, the stereo cranked up to, you know, 100 plus, right? How can you hear God? Right. Sometimes we can't because the world is so noisy. So it takes that conscious effort to say, you know what, I'm going to slow down one, turn the volume down so that now I can hear the voice of God in my prayer. And sometimes right. people think like, I need to be constantly praying, uh, hail Mary's or our fathers or constantly, sometimes just sitting in silence and not thinking and letting God speak to you and yeah. listening. You got to listen. It's a two way conversation. That's it. Well, we're saying that prayer is a dialogue. It's not a monologue. Right. So at some point you got to shut up and listen and see what God's trying to tell you. Yeah. And if you're talking, you're not listening right. sometimes, yeah. you know, if you're talking and you can say all these things and, oh, you know, how thankful you are and everything else, that's great. And, and amen and beautiful. But like sometimes sit back and listen and see what God is, is, is telling you. And uh, Mark Hart of Life Teen, he said a quote at Youth Day one year. And he said that, you know, God gave you one mouth and two ears, use them proportionally. Right. And I was, I always thought that was so cool. That's awesome. So like that, that silence and that, that's a big part of prayer. Right. Is, and I think especially with young people that, and and you and I know, especially it's, they don't, that's a hard part for them to understand when they, that sitting in, just sitting in prayer. Right. They're like, what do 
I, I got to be doing something. Right. So it's it's hard to it's how do we foster that? How do we right. get them to? And I think that it comes down from being an example of it, like we were talking about with parents, is is being able to do it ourselves. Yeah, there's some, some of the great saints who had you know incredible Eucharistic devotions speak to that. That it's not so much even. I mean, yes, we're there to listen to Christ when we're in front of Him, right? But just the Eucharistic rays themselves, right? Like Jesus's gaze upon us in the in the Holy Sacrament of the altar is like that's like feeding us, right? Yeah. Like just being in His presence, right? Like and, and realizing that that I don't have to say a thing to God in that moment, right? Right? No, and He knows everything already. Yeah, he <laughs> knows everything already. Yet, what a, what an awesome intimate relationship that we can have with Him. That when we choose to speak, He listens, and He already knows. I mean, He already knows the deepest desires of our hearts. He knows our hurts. He knows our pains. He knows our dreams. But when we're in that in the Holy Eucharistic presence, right in in an adoration chapel, we can just sit there and relish in his presence and, and know that he's gazing upon us with love. I mean, that's what the sacrament is, right? It's yeah. that he has left himself uh, for us to experience him in a deeply intimate way um, in the Holy Sacrament of the altar. And that we, if we're flabbergasted or we don't have the words, that we can just sit there intimately in his presence and soak up his presence, right? And don't feel bad if you are so deep in prayer and so so deep in listening to God's voice that you accidentally fall asleep because that does happen <laughs> from time to time to people. Um, and it doesn't mean that you're a bad person, that no. you your adoration uh, was ruined or anything. It just means that you were you were in such a deep meditative place um that you know your body your body shut down over your well, over your mind yeah you know i think that's that, okay yeah i think sometimes I've, I've had a few teens that'll say to me like i said okay we're gonna have adoration and stuff like that and they'll say like like what do i do nothing be there yeah be there and adore right yeah S- just sit that's it adore right yeah just just be there yeah. you're, you're in the presence of god and right. and i think that I, I had a teen one time who was really nervous about like they didn't they felt uncomfortable going up and kneeling before the monstrance and in the in an adoration prayer and they wanted to kind of sit in the back in the corner and they were like i did did i experience did i do adoration correctly Mm -hmm. and i said jesus can see you and loves you and gazes upon you with that love whether you're in that very back corner or whether you're right there next to him like yeah if you, you were there and Jesus knows you were there, and he and he and he lifts you up in that in that prayer. You know, I, as you're as you're speaking, I'm like, all right, let's. What's the definition of adore? Right here's our good friend Webster. Right? Webster, love and respect someone deeply. That's that's it. Uh, it can't get any simpler than that. Right. Yeah. Right. That you're there, and by your very presence, you're telling God that in this time that I'm spending with you, I love and I respect you for who you are, right? Yep. And, and that's what I love, how, how you're bringing it into the context of, of ministry, especially with young people, right? It's that God is who he says he is, right? And that in that moment, you're honoring that. You're saying you're here in body and blood, soul and divinity, and I'm going to love you because I know that you have an immense love for me and I'm going to choose to love you back Absolutely. and respect the fact you are who you say yeah, you are. That you are God. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we've heard about how Gabe 
his prayer life was fostered by his mom, and then we've heard the ways that he currently fosters his prayer life. Uh, and I want to hear about some more of the tangible ways that he um, shares that prayer life with others. We're going to take a quick break, and we're going to find out how he does that. All right, so we're going to hear now about how Gabe um, shares that prayer life with everyone else in his life. And I'm reminded of the, the scripture. I can never remember actual uh, scripture uh, verses and everything, but it's the one about you can't try to remove the splinter from someone else's eye unless you remove the beam from your own eye. So again, foster that spirituality and the faith in your own life before you try to instill that upon others. So yeah, again, we have some really powerful stories of how Gabe has shared that prayer life and that faith with us at these camps and retreats. And even like we had a board game night here, he, he came to play one of these really nerdy board games with us that we love to play. Uh, we, we might have a full podcast on board board games. Who knows? But Gabe, Gabe played with us, and uh, at the end, he just he had this prayer. We were, like, weeping together when we usually just, like, say, all right, guys, have a great night. And then Gabe comes, and we're just, like, weeping together. So um, uh, it's, it was so powerful. So, yeah, um, do you have any particular, you know, instances and ways that you can that you share your faith? I mean, it, maybe it's hard to, to see yourself, but um. yeah, um, I want to as you're speaking, you know, this podcast will probably air after this Sunday. But it's funny that we're talking about prayer because this Sunday, one of the readings, right, the second reading is from uh, Timothy. It's first Timothy. So it's St. Paul. Right. And it says this, it's 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 1 through 8. It says, Beloved, first of all, I ask that supplications, prayers, petitions, and thanksgivings be offered for everyone, for kings and for all in authority, that we may lead a quiet and tranquil life in all devotion and dignity. This is good and pleasing to God our Savior, who wills everyone to be saved and to come to knowledge of the truth. For there is one God, there is also one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself as ransom for all. This was the testimony at the proper time. For this I was appointed preacher and apostle. I am speaking the truth, I am not lying, teacher of the Gentiles in faith and truth. It is my wish then that in every place the men should pray lifting up holy hands without anger or argument right again that's first timothy chapter 2 verses 1 through 8 it's saint paul's exhortation to like to pray always right he says that pray to pray without ceasing right and so i really try and live that you know as 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 you grow in 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 communion as you grow in intimacy with god you can't help but want to share what he has done for you with every person that you encounter, right? That's that's it right there. That's my yeah. life at this point, right? That, you know, that as I approach 40, <laughs> right? Because it's a journey. It's like, and again, I'm not perfect. I'm, I love how you guys start your podcast with, hey, I'm not, we're not theologians. We are lay people, lay men, if you will living out our baptismal call in service of the the Lord, the King, Christ Jesus, who is alive and who is with us now. He's with us in this very room. He's with us in our conversation, right? And and I love St. Paul's exhortation to, to always to be in prayer, right? To offer supplications, to offer petitions and thanksgiving, like praise God for, for this 
podcast. Praise God for your ministries, both individually and collectively. Praise God for the ability to play music. And, you know, when you mentioned that, yeah, we prayed after the, the board game, it's because we do share fellowship in the name of Jesus. Amen. Whether we're playing a board game, you know, or we're at the movie plex, yeah, right. movie scene, <laughs> the new Avengers or whatever, <laughs> right? You know, like the cinema, we've gone to, you know, whatever way we spend yeah. in, in fellowship or in just hanging out, right? Um, but that we acknowledge always that God is in our midst. Because he lives, as, as a Eucharistic people, he lives and dwells in us. Right? Absolutely. Amen. Yeah. So I know that you have a, a story of, of Gabe praying with you at one of these camps, right? Well, it, we talk about how we need to minister uh, to, e- to each other as much as, 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 uh, as God ministers to us. We need to minister to each other. And right. I, I remember I was, it was, it was a couple of years ago, and I was, I was, uh, blessed with the opportunity to give a pretty big uh, testimony on the retreat we were at, leading to uh, reconciliation. Just talking about sin and our trust in God and all that stuff. And I, I was really, really nervous to to give that testimony because I was the, one of the younger ministers on the retreat, and there was plenty of people with more experience than me. And I was just like, why, you know, how am I the one giving this testimony? Like, mm. how was I selected? But uh, and I was sitting off in the corner by myself, kind of just reading my, my, my notes and trying to figure out what I was going to say and how I was going to say it. And, uh, and Gabe didn't just kind of walked up and he goes, how you doing? I said, I'm, I'm all right. You know, I'm a little nervous. And, uh, I, you know, I experienced like, okay, well, cool. You got it. No problem. Uh, but he's like, let's, why don't we pray together? I said, okay, sure. Great. And, uh, I, I remember we, we sat and it was a really intimate relationship with, with, uh, the two of us and God in that, in that prayer. And I, uh, I remember you walked away after, after the prayer and I felt really good. I was like, okay, I can, I got this. But I remember also thinking like, I don't think I've ever actually prayed before. Like that might've been the first time I really prayed and said, and opened my heart and allowed God fully to, to reach in and touch my soul in, in that, in that vulnerable way, uh, in prayer. And I, I, that, that instance, even those years ago, it, it did, it opened up my uh, how I wanted to pray, how I wanted to allow God into my heart in any situation. It was, it was a very big moment for me. Like, I don't even remember what happened. Like, I, I don't remember the testimony, if it was good or anything like it that. Was I don't, great. You know? yeah. um, but I remember the prayer before more than anything else, right. uh, because just because of what it, uh, it, you know, I feel like God, you know, God used my friendship with you and, and, and your, and your words to, to minister to me. Uh, that day before I had to minister to others and it was really cool and look how look how important that moment was for you and most people when you have interactions like that in the world well first of all most people they would just say again how you doing you're like oh, I don't know and they're like great have a good day see you right. later you know but Gabe <laughs> is that kind of person that would that would be no no really tell me what's going on sure. and then uh, after that if, if you went to that point guys most people would be like oh I'll, I'll be sure to pray for you that's what we all say right, right. we go i'll be sure to pray for you yeah, how many people w- or when someone says hey pray for me you're like oh yeah yeah i got okay, you yeah, i'll do it i got I'll you i'll put it. you on the list right. right how many people actually remember great if you do but 
how many people go that extra step like Gabe just did and actually prayed out loud? That's a scary thing to do for a lot of people because you might not have the words. You might yeah. not know how to pray out loud. Us as Catholics, we're, uh, you know, so a lot of us don't know how to. Um, you go to like a, a Christian non-denominational <laughs> church and they're just there like... There you go, you got uh, it. They, they like teach that from a young age, I think. Right. And... Uh, but we can't be afraid that we we have that in us. Let it, God speak through you it, exactly. and you'll touch somebody. Whether you are feel like you can pray articulately or you have the right things to say. If you can't get out the word denominational, it, it, it's okay. Yeah. It's not going to ruin the prayer. If, if you go in prayer to with a friend by yourself and and you are praying and opening yourself up to God, he's anointed those words and he's and he's there regardless of how articulate or how many big vocabulary words you can use, whether it's, um, ah, but I love, you know, whatever God is there in that prayer. And he, and he wants that and welcomes that. And he loves that just as much as the most articulate sermon that, uh, uh, the Pope could give, you know, it's the same. It, he, the prayer is the same. If, right. and, if it's with and that's God. it. And it's, it's important to remember that because it's easy sometimes as ministers to be like, Oh, like this is coming from me. Right. Like, oh, I've been asked to, to give a talk or to, you know, lead worship or do whatever. It's it's easy to get wrapped up on the ego side of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, I got this, right? I got this. I got this. We're merely vessels, Amen. right? And that's why it's so crucial to first take it to prayer. Like before we even started this podcast, it's like, hey, guys, it's important that we pray first, right? Of course. That we invite God into this. And there's this book that when you told me that the theme was going to be prayer and, and spirituality and, and, you know, fostering a spiritual life, right? There's a book that I encountered uh, a long time ago on my mom's bookshelf. It's called The Soul of the Apostolate, and it's by a Cistercian abbot called Dom Jean-Baptiste Chautard, I think is how you might pronounce that. Nice. And it, it's a heavy book, but there's a line here that speaks to that. It says, men called to the honor of working with the Savior in transmitting this divine life to souls, ought to consider themselves mere channels whose function it is to draw from this one and only source. Right? I'll read that again. Men called to the honor of working with the Savior, right? He calls us to work with him, Christ, right? In transmitting this divine life, his life, to souls, other souls, ought to consider themselves mere channels. It's not about us. Right. Right? Whose function it is to draw from this one and only source. And then he goes on to, to talk about, oh, how awesome it would be that we would get to the point that we realize that we're not just channels, but a wellspring of yeah. that divine life. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I That exact thing is is uh, the, the the words that we say when we, when we pray or when we, we give these testimonies or advice, I... I I've been, and it was as of late, I had to say, you know, it's you know, more of, what, what do we say? More of you, less of me is, yeah. is one of those, mm -hmm. that, those yeah. big songs. Yeah. And, and I'll always say like to when working with teens, like, oh, like I, I try to always correct them when they go, oh, Danny, Danny changed my life. No, 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 no. Right. God changed your life. Amen. He just used you my were, mouth to tell you what he yeah. was trying you to say. You were the vessels. Yeah, exactly. Speaking of vessels, I have one more story I want to share about uh, Gabe's impact on us. 
and uh, it really speaks to that that theme of being a vessel for God and for and for the Holy Spirit. Oh, right. God. So we yeah. were at camp this past summer, just a, a couple months ago, and uh, I'll make this kind of a bridge. I've been struggling with voice issues for uh, quite a number of years now, and uh, you can never seem to turn the corner on it. Uh, it's always like in kind of working order, but not great. And um, I was really nervous. We were heading into uh, the middle of the week in the evening, we were going to be having adoration. And uh, my voice was not great that day. Um, we had just done praise and worship earlier in the day. And a uh, funny note, uh, we were leading praise and worship throughout the week all together, uh, Gabe and I and a couple other people. And I I was mainly taking the lead on most of the week and I but I would do like all the fun songs. <laughs> I would I would like get the kids crazy, get them riled up. I felt like the fun uncle where you like they're like, "Hey, can you watch my kids for a while?" And you just like give them all the candy. And you're like, "Go run around, get crazy." And then uh, when they throw up on the carpet, you're like, uh, "Here's your kid back." <laughs> um, so like, I get these kids. They're like, I have them running around acting like chickens and stuff for the Lord. Um, <laughs> and then uh, and then I go, "Gabe, can you lead the most prayerful experience of Lord? I need you ever right now." And like, and he goes, "Yep." And he flips it in a second. And um, you know, I. I probably could have done. I, I know I could have done that, but again, if if you're playing with Kobe Bench, uh, Kobe Bryant, you wouldn't bench him for uh, for. Uh, I'm not a basketball fan, but you you start Kobe Bryant. So sure. I, I was like, Gabe, you got this, right? Um, anyway, so we had a lot of great experiences throughout the week. We're coming to adoration now, and um, I'm I meet Gabe outside one of the rooms before we we were getting ready for adoration, and I go, Gabe how do you do it, man? Like your prayers are so amazing. You're able to just get uh, so rich and deep in your faith in any moment, even when we're crazy. Praise like God. Yeah. I wish I had a, I was, I was like, I wish I had like 1% of that. And I don't remember exactly the words that you told me, but it was essentially you prayed for the Holy Spirit to come through me, to enter into me and to speak through me. And you said, you got it in you. God is in you and it will, the Holy Spirit will come out. Something, something to that, right? And so uh, now we're in adoration, we're singing, and uh, my voice is feeling way better. And we get to uh, one song in particular. Build My Life. Build I My think, Life, yeah. new song. It's, a, it's phenomenal. And I remember getting, uh, I, Gabe sang the first verse, and when it came to verse two, I started singing, and in my mind at that moment, I didn't really know what I felt, but I felt something different. Mm. I didn't know what it was. And because again, I'm playing guitar, I'm singing, I can't really process a lot. Right. But in my mind, I'm just thinking, something feels different. I, I, I can't put my finger on it. The song continues, the song ends. At the rest of Adoration, my voice felt better than it had felt in years. And we finish Adoration and the, the director of the camp comes up to me and goes, Ryan, I just have to tell you that something was extraordinary about your voice tonight i can't tell you what it is but i felt it in my soul and i just wanted to let you know and i started i broke down and cry i'm not a crier i cry like <laughs> i cry like once don't a year. lie bro don't lie <laughs> i cry like once a year at most unless i'm watching field of dreams every time every time at the end of field of dreams when he shakes his dad's hand oh my, oh my gosh waterworks <laughs> <You're hilarious>. um, <laughs> but uh so i start weeping and uh because i was just like praising god that he gave me the gift of my voice back and i said God, if, if, it is, if it's only for this moment, amen. Um, if, I needed, if you needed to have my voice in working order so I could touch someone's heart in adoration, that's, 
that's enough for me, you know? And if you take it away for the rest of my life, um, if I change someone's life in that moment, that's fantastic. Okay. Now we're, we're huddled up there after we sent the kids to bed, it's like four of us or five of us just chatting about whatever. And, and Gabe goes, guys, hang on. We're just kind of, you know, doing whatever. And Gabe goes, stop, stop, stop. I want you, I want to let you know that the Holy spirit came down among, among us tonight and spoke through and sang through you, Ryan. And, uh, and we're like, haha, that's just Gabe being, you know, super prayerful again. And you're like, no, I want you to stop and think about this. Yeah. And you're like, it was in a specific moment. I go, wait, what, what moment are you talking about? And yeah. you said it was during build my life when you sang verse two. And, uh, at that moment, then I was able to process it and I realized, and you, what did you say? That was not your voice. Yeah. It wasn't your voice at all. I, and I, I remember I was sitting in the room during, cause, cause we were kind of, uh, talking about it being weird before Gabe walked up. Cause I, I remember sitting and I was in, I was, you know, in, in prayer and I've heard Ryan sing for years and years and years. So it's like, I know, I know what you sound like. And I do remember, I remember that specific verse. I was like something who's singing right yeah. now. And yeah. I looked up like yeah. who, who's singing. Yeah. It wasn't the girls that were singing. It wasn't you. It wasn't, I was like, right. someone, this is weird. I had the exact same yeah. thought. Yeah. yeah. Who is singing? And then when we were, we were outside talking and I was like, I, I think I had said to you, I was like, your voice sounded way way good tonight i was like wow that was crazy and we were like yeah i don't know something in the water i guess and then when gabe but like the above the the beauty of the moment it was that you were so matter of fact of no it wasn't just a weird thing the holy spirit came down and anointed your voice yeah. and i wouldn't we wouldn't have thought about that we no. would have just went on with the rest of the week but it took someone like you to see god yeah in in life in in everything everything that's happening um and to not be afraid to, to speak your mind and, 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 and be able to process that and say that was the Holy Spirit. And then I was able to think because, again, I couldn't process it while I was singing. And then I said whether or not I didn't think it in the moment, but I felt it, that yeah. that was not my voice. Right. And the Holy Spirit was singing through my voice in that moment. Mm -hmm. We don't have it on recording, so I, I right. don't know. And I think that's a beautiful thing that we don't know. Yeah, because um, it was just a feeling that right. we all had. Right. And you were you were the one that pointed that out. Otherwise, we would have just continued right. on. Yeah, no, that's exactly what happened. Is we, Before we started, we prayed for an anointing. And in the act of worship, the Holy Spirit came down and anointed it. And that's, uh, you know, that was affirmed, if you will, in the fact that there were several people that gave witness to it. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. I, I was in the same moment. I was worshiping God, and and then I heard the I heard your voice, but I also thought, okay, who is it that's singing? I, I had to look up. I was I was yeah. in my prayer, I, my eyes closed, head yeah. down, and I I had to look up and go, what yeah. is going on? And yeah. again, important to you know to to again you know, reference this book, right? In being a channel, right? In that moment, the Holy Spirit used your physical body and your gift, right? As a channel, a conduit for worship. That's what was happening, yeah. right? And it's so easy. That, and I remember, like, I look back at my life as a worship leader, right? Like, and I started in my early 20s doing music, you know, I mean, 15 years old, I was doing mu music in the folk mass. But in my early 20s, it's like, there was a moment at that time that I was doing it for the wrong reasons, right? When you're a musician, it can be all about ego. It can be all about, look at my gifts, look at, you know, look at my it's a show. musicianship. Yeah. It's a show. But there was one point in my early 20s when God said, it, this is not about you. It's not about you or how good you are. And the minute I came to that realization and surrendered the gift to him completely, 
he has now, praise God, then taken that gift and used it for his honor and his glory, right? Yeah. And, and, and so, again, the, the reminder is that in those moments where we are able and blessed to be a vessel and a conduit, it's, it's to live and come from a place of humility and surrender. To say, God, you've given me this gift. I'm turning it over to you. I'm, I'm, it's yours. It's yours because you are the giver of the good gift. Use it for what you will. And in that moment, that's what happened. You were open to surrendering the gift that God has given you as a musician and as a leader of music, right? A worship leader, whatever you want to call yourself, right? But you said, God, you've given me this gift. Take it and use it for what you will. And the Spirit came down powerfully as witnessed by others in the room and used your voice as a conduit for worship. Uh, it it was it was an incredible experience. Um, I you know, and it feels like we could sit here and talk for for hours about about all the different things. And uh, I I think that you know uh, to wrap it's it's that you you said something in that pod, uh, earlier in the podcast of just that that God is with us eucharistically. He's in us and he lives within us. And we need to treat everything that we do in life with that with that fact. Yeah, that God is within us. So therefore, all that we do, he is involved with. Right. All in at all times. Uh, yeah, there it is. That's that, it. And, and, yeah. and I think that, that that's what we, we leave today with. And, and everyone that's listening, it goes the same for you, that God is, is within you right. and all that you do. Um, and and it's, it's been, uh, it, it's so incredible to really have this like i just feel i feel the spirit in this in this conversation Amen. And, and it's moved so so deeply and and we just you know like i i had a book of of notes that i was supposed to reference and i didn't open the book right because i just the spirit just moved in our conversation today yeah. I mean, again, we could talk for hours, but we do want to bring Gabe back on for future episodes. He is a music minister at his church. He is a youth minister. So I think we want to have separate episodes talking about those discussions, but we want to try to keep this under an hour. So I think that's a good point to wrap up. Now, we talked about um, not just living inside of your bubble in church, but experiencing your faith and fellowship throughout everything that you do. And again, we've mentioned earlier that our, our way that we fellowship and have fellowship together is through board games. We love board games. We play a lot of really nerdy <laughs> yeah, board super games. Super nerdy board games. <laughs> super nerdy board games. We made um, Gabe, we peer pressured Gabe into playing one with us one time. <laughs> he came and joined us and it was phenomenal. Um, our favorite is a game called Terra Mystica. If you ever heard of it, um, it's no one's heard of it. It's wild. We'll look, look, look <laughs> no it up. Look it up. But uh, we want to ask you to, to kind of wrap the podcast. What is your favorite game, board game, like tabletop kind of format game? Mousetrap. Mousetrap. Going yeah. old school. Wow. <laughs> yeah. No, I really don't play board games as, sure. as an adult. I really don't. Um, it's not. You know, I, I know some people that they've grown up either collectively as a family sure. playing board games game, game or something that has been a part of their life. That was never something that was really a part of my life. I, I you know, and that's why I'm joking with you, Mousetrap, because I remember as a kid I had Mousetrap, but I had Hungry Hungry Hippo. Oh, yeah. yeah. But as far as, like, you know, I'm looking over here because he's got all his board games. Like, right. serious, <laughs> serious got Settlers of right Catan, there. Risk, Clue, Master Detective, Monopoly, and I just... I bet we could find some philosophical, theological meaning behind like the Rube Goldberg machine. Kind of thing <laughs> like one thing hits another thing hits another thing. Yeah, God sets things in motion, yeah. and, uh, and 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 get and gets you, and he reaches your heart at the yeah, end. He catches, uh, he catches your heart. He catches your heart, <laughs> mousetrap style. All right, um, 
it's been an absolute pleasure. It's been a blast. Um, uh, let's do some plugs because we want to end in prayer. We talked about prayer a lot, and I want to have Gabe lead, lead a prayer to, to okay. have us come out. But let's talk about our plugs really quick. Um, let's do yours first. Gabe, what, do, what, do, what would you like to share with uh, all the listeners out there? You know, for anybody that's interested, my Instagram handle is at Gabriel Rivera. We'll put that in the details. So there you, you go. Right on it. Uh, also uh, doing a podcast with my dear friend uh, Esteban Marquez. We have decided on the Super Marion Bros <laughs> <laughs> as our uh, collective title, if you will. And uh, we actually just shot an episode with Father Pat Torres, uh, who uh, has a dialogue with us about um, the universal call to holiness and sainthood. So we're in post-production for that so keep an eye out for that all right awesome. so go yeah. go follow gabe on his social media and i'm sure when he releases that he will put all kinds of notices and, and, you and we'll be. make sure to share that on our on our two catholic dudes uh pages and stuff like yeah, that. yeah for awesome. sure and we'd love to have you know uh esteban you said right yeah. you know we could we could do a future episode we can combine or we could uh yeah just join forces that'd be great um and uh and us we want to again share uh all the all that we're doing with the world and we want you guys to help come along for the ride we have a lot of new followers this week we want to uh let you guys know that you are most welcome on our channel on our podcast we thank you for your support for your listening for all the shares and the likes and the comments that you've been giving us and, and the conversations we've been, we've been having with people just reaching out via uh social media just chatting with other people that are that are living the faith and spreading the faith it's been an incredible uh it's been an incredible week honestly just sitting just chatting over you know using that social media to to spread the good news yeah and we got a couple new patreon members we want to thank you guys so much for jumping on board and supporting us financially that means the world that's going to help this channel grow and thrive and keep the community building so um please if you're uh if you're so uh if you're feeling inclined we would love your support um and also hop over to, to the actual youtube channel and comment and like on there because that's what helps that algorithm for people to find us uh on the interwebs Amen. All right, so uh, I think it's it's uh, fitting that we wrap with a, a prayer. Of course, based on this episode, end all, so. end all things, start all things, and end all things in prayer. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah so you're, you're looking to me. Yeah, we're looking to What does that mean? All right, don't you're, sit, Kobe. In the, all right, in the, in here we go. Here. All right, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Father God, we thank you for this moment spent in fellowship. Uh, we thank you for the gift of technology uh, and, and the new evangelization in that we can use technology to, to bring others to the light of the gospel, to the good news, uh, and to the knowledge of your son, Jesus. Jesus, we thank you for um, just being uh, who you say you are as Lord, Master, and King. And we humbly just come to you as we close this podcast. And Lord, we just ask that you would continue to bless the work that uh, Ryan and Danny are doing uh, in this ministry uh, with their Two Catholic Dudes podcast. Uh, we, we give it to you, Lord, um, and we give it to you through the hands of Our Lady. Um, and so let us close our prayer in this moment by asking for her powerful intercession. Um, Mama Mary, you lead us by the hand into an intimate union with your son. Uh, and so we thank you for that. And we, in this moment, turn to you and ask for your intercession. Hail Mary, full of, of grace, grace, the Lord, Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou amongst women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.
All right, guys, thank you so much for joining us for yeah. another hour-long episode. Please right. let us know if this is too long or if you want us to go longer or if it's just yeah. right, but we appreciate you watching and, and sticking with us. Yeah. We love it. And big thanks to Gabe for, for being on the podcast, man. We hope to have you back real soon. Thank and, you uh, for having sure me. You, uh, yeah, of course, of course. And make sure you follow Gabe on social media. You can follow us on social media, and we'll see you all real soon. Episode 9, that's a wrap. Next week, double digits. Let's do this, two Catholic dudes. That's a wrap. We'll see you guys. Peace.